0: You're listening to Pod of Wonder, the podcast that builds a world using random Wikipedia articles, and then plays a game in that world. This season we're making a reality television show about bicycle engineering in a haunted house. But, really? That's what we're
1: Okay. Alright, and we're recording, so I'll let you do your thing, Daddy. Oh no.
0: Um okay. So I just wrote down notes, question mark, if that tells you how this is (laughs) going to go. Pot of Wonder Season 8, Episode 12. As our pre-recorded message says at the beginning of each episode, we build a world using random Wikipedia articles and then we play a game in that world. And today we are making the game that we're going to play. And for this episode, I decided to call in some ringers. Some <laughs> some <laughs> experts in some experts in the field of taking random ideas and turning them into games. Fellow luminaries, dare I say, in the Philadelphia <laughs> podcasting scene. Big uh, scene. Are you sure yeah. they
2: didn't not answer your call?
0: Yeah. The, yeah, none of them picked up, so <laughs> I got these. I, I've got uh from the playtesting podcast. Please go ahead, and introduce yourselves.
1: Uh hi, I'm Dylan Swigert. Uh pronouns he him. I am the creator, producer, main host, best boy. Gaffer. <laughs> gaffer. <laughs> uh craft services, pretty much the everything but host, uh or like co-hosts of the playtesting podcast. I have to say, by the way, quotations around the word expert are huge. Oh, yeah. Those are big quotes.
2: This is weird to do a cold opening because normally Dylan introduces oh, me. Oh, I'm our... here
1: with my co-host <laughs> as always, Rachel Sophia Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: you. That feels a lot more natural. Um, I am Rachel Sophia Stewart, she, her, and today I am a level one guest star on a different podcast, specifically this one that you're listening to. So never anticipated that, uh, the fame, the riches, the glory that came with this. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: In the Philadelphia Tarchi Barchi podcast.
0: <laughs> it's extremely lucrative and really just we're spanning the several neighborhoods uh, between the two places where we respectively live.
1: We really do live on like opposite ends of the
2: city. Oh, yeah. oh wow. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. It was uh, like an, hour, an hour on SEPTA to get here. Yikes. In, oh, my
2: God. In 90 degree
0: heat, it's fine. I got here. I'm <laughs> hydrated. We're ready to go.
1: Absolutely.
2: Part of my uh, conditions for recording today was that I wouldn't have to travel more than 10 minutes to get to a place. So, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that, that's a good rider to have in the contract.
1: Yeah. Thankfully, all of the playtesting folks were all in South Philly, mm-hmm. so it's, it makes it a lot easier to get together. <laughs> like ev-
0: everyone else, pretty much that I know, except with the exception of like two people live in South Philly too. Like I'm just the outlier <laughs> in, in heading northward towards the
1: suburbs.
2: There's supposed to be homemade guacamole in my rider, also, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any.
1: I bring you into my house. I give you nothing, and this is how you. <laughs> thank you. you are a guest on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> I have to say, Danny, you really lucked out getting me and Rachel mm-hmm. to, to be the only playtesting hosts to do this because we are the fire and ice of the playtesting
2: uh- <laughs> podcast. By lucked out, he means you ran out of luck. More than-
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, just Shelby would straight up wouldn't do it. Like mm. had an hourly rate that seemed absurd really
1: for for what we were doing. But And Steve had some colorful language that I found, frankly, disrespectful towards yeah. me, not even you. Oh. But uh, oh, that's, wait. you know, that's Steve
2: yeah and mm-hmm. I mean Dylan and I can afford to pay Shelby and Steve to come hang out with us for our <laughs> podcast, but you know it's just it, the bills really tally yeah, up and yeah.
0: mm-hmm. and we're small we, we we only have so much money available and guest fees you know you have to keep this all
1: in mind mm-hmm. We blew our money on the uh, the playtesting branded neon sign that you see in the studio. Oh yeah,
2: and we have to pay monthly tributes to the vampire that lives in Dylan's basement. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right.
0: Is is that why there's uh, several crosses nailed to that door behind you? <laughs>
2: oh no, totally it's unrelated. Actually, more for your protection actually. than his. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> why don't we briefly do a, a kind of interview? What? Uh, why don't you tell all our listeners what playtesting is?
1: So, playtesting is a podcast where we take listener-submitted uh, ideas for simple, uh, like one-page tabletop role-playing games, which we have simplified to tarchy barchie's. So, if you hear us say that, that's an, uh, you know a branded T M T M T M code phrase. And so, every episode, what we do is we talk about the submission, we figure out uh, what mechanics might work best in order to make that game happen and then we try to play it immediately with like little to no break
2: with the caveat that we don't always know what best will be and so sometimes Mm. we miss the mark there oh
1: absolutely Uh, i think for the most part we we at least have a fun time because it really allows us to explore the the kind of theory crafting of tabletop role-playing games like Danny and I were talking about this before we started recording like what is a game like what does it mean to play a a role-playing game and what is required to do that Um, and so that's something that I really enjoy about doing the show is that you know you're you're there with us Mm. you know the listener you are learning alongside of us because we don't know (laughs) what we're doing so you know we always joke that as long as someone's getting something out of it as long as someone's learning (laughs) something (laughs) we've succeeded. We would only have, I would always say we only have two episodes where we've ever, like, failed. Because <laughs> there was one where we came up with rules, but then we didn't use any, like, we played the game wrong. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we okay. didn't use the rules as we wrote them. I, uh,
2: I and, instantly forget what we do the second I leave uh, the recording studio.
1: Yeah, we record in a fugue state, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and then I, I typically record the ad break also in a fugue state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: there's the kind of loose assumption that any episode of Pod of Wonder is done under some state of intoxication. Yeah, everyone has their own sort of uh, vice of choice. But really, even without that, like you're making things up on the fly. The the source for those things is very strange. So, of course, it's going to fly right out of your head. And really the only reason that I remember anything that we come up with is that I edit the podcast. Yes. So, so I, I, I hear it all twice. I, I
1: feel your pain twice. Oh man. I hear things probably three or four times, but we do a lot of like soundscaping uh-huh. and uh, editing to the, the playthrough portion.
2: And I refuse to participate in any of that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, understand. I, I put this burden on myself. Yeah. Um Oh, shit, I was just going to say something, and I can't remember what it was. Completely Uh, lost my train of thought. We're
2: really out of practice. uh. Oh,
1: you were talking about, like, you know, vice of choice. Uh, We often, you know, joke. Sometimes we record very late at night. Sometimes we record very early in the morning. Uh, And it's always just, like, a fun treat to see, like, in in what way is the time of day going to impact our recording this time? Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Maybe, though, this will be totally neutral since we're, like in a different podcast you Mm -hmm. know i find when i'm like in a different place i tend to behave slightly better Mm. i don't (laughs) We'll see uh and if it does work we'll know that steve and shelby are other members who weren't able to make it are the ones who uh are the problem and not dylan and i dylan and i are totally we're you know if you've never listened to playtesting um
1: We're best friends. We're best friends. We live together. We wear matching clothing.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I hope you weren't intimidated by the matching outfits today. I mean,
0: it's a little odd at first. The the fact that the clothing matches the decor. So (laughs) I I largely see you as floating heads. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, now that my eyes have adjusted, I think it's perfectly normal.
2: Sweet. We have one for you upstairs. Oh,
1: great. For listeners, the recording studio is sort of like a a Star Trek holodeck, but we all wear green screen suits. So Mm -hmm. it very much is a talking head type podcast.
2: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, like, Rachel, you and I, I wouldn't say we've had a contentious relationship, but we have very, I would say, different priorities when it comes to the design of of role-playing games.
2: Yeah, priorities, morals, standards, (laughs) you know, slight slight differences. It's like... uh, (laughs)
1: Stephen, Shelby are really only there to just rein us in.
2: <laughs> it's only ever ended in a fist fight, like twice. So that's very yeah, true. It's,
1: it's hope you're up to
0: the task, Daddy. okay. I mean, that's I think that's okay. I can I'm sort of diagonally situated between you. I can just. <laughs> dive across the table if mm. if i need to break things up
2: mm-hmm. perfect
0: but sometimes that's good audio and you don't want to deprive the listeners of quality drama
3: All right yeah. and
2: dylan always cuts it out of our podcast i'm like i do <laughs> <laughs> and i will always fight listeners to get that through but you know just i have no say in the editing so i just have to push push harder and hope that one day he misses it in the final you, mix you know
1: what whatever whatever makes the trains run on. Time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I no. heard there's a new cryptocurrency cu- uh, based around trains.
1: Really?
0: Yeah.
2: Train, Train coin. coin.
0: Yeah. I'm Choo Choo. Not surprised and yet extremely disappointed. <laughs> you, oh, you know what I saw the other day in a grocery store was you know those uh, like those machines where you can just put in like your big jar full of coins and get cash out. Yeah. Mm. I saw that, but you put in money and you get cryptocurrency. What? Mm. No. Yeah. That. You're like, why does that exists i yeah. I, would,
1: I would love to transfer like 80 dollars worth of coins and then find out in two weeks whether it is worth you know 200 or 30 dollars mm-hmm. you know love that motility God. and you you only burn a small portion of the planet down to do it yeah, yeah. that's right i mean we weren't using that portion of the planet anyway no.
2: currently <laughs>
0: <laughs> crypto currently
2: oh uh, man like, yeah, no. Uh, Have you figured out if it's a morning or night episode yet, viewers? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners? <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I always say that like I'm not big on coffee cocktails, mm-hmm. because the time of day that I'm drinking coffee and the time of day that I'm drinking alcohol are very different times of the day. Yeah. But... You know, if we feel the need, let's we, we can cut it loose. We can we can g- get crazy with it. Yeah, <laughs> let's cross those streams,
0: yeah. baby. I mean, start start day drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did not drive here. I'm fine. <laughs> as long as I can stumble my way to the Broad Street line.
2: Sweet. So, what's the next step on your podcast? Okay.
0: Um. So what we do <laughs> next is we make a game. Oh, that's easy. It's that straightforward and simple. <laughs> I guess to. Recap the season, both for guests and listeners. It is a reality competition television show about bicycle engineering in a haunted house. <laughs>
2: Wait, uh, Love it. I feel like I should have written those key phrases down just now. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah. Bicycle? Bi-
0: bicycle engineering in a haunted house.
2: Bicycle engineering in a haunted house. And is that every episode or just this episode?
0: Uh, that's every episode of this season. Okay. Um. So far, we... We initially, we hit upon reality television as a genre. Um, we got a random Wikipedia article for some bicycle part and some old rich guy. And so we thought, hey, an, an old rich man is giving away all of his fortune he made from bicycle parts to whoever is embodying the future of bicycle engineering. So we made a bunch of contestants what they think the future of bicycling is and, you know, the the game that we're eventually going to be playing will effectively be the final episode of that fake TV show. Cool. Cool. So like as far as things that I, I want to kind of create in this process, you know, it, it is a, a reality competition. I want it to be kind of semi competitive between the players, or at least like from the characters, you know, players obviously working together to build a story, but somebody wants to win. Right. And and there should be a, a kind of mechanically decided through like points or roles or whatever winner at the end of it. Um, I also want to capture some uh, reality TV tropes, like the the talking head, you know, like you know, cut away to the studio after the fact, like, I never believed like this person would do that to me. And so what I did next was dot, dot, dot. Sure. Oh, and interesting. Um, the other thing I think of is if if we decide that these characters have stats in some way maybe the stats should spell out something um if it's <laughs> for uh like Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race there's talk of charisma uniqueness nerve and talent and <laughs> i'll let the listeners figure out what that spells out mm-hmm. and lastly um so each each contestant when they arrive at the show is given a haunted doll <laughs> And I I, I want some kind of like randomizing effect where like you draw a card or roll a die or something and that's the haunted doll doing something spooky or like maybe beneficial, maybe helpful, but like just an, an element of chaos in the show from these haunted dolls.
1: We're, ta- we're furiously taking notes. <laughs> Rachel is just messaging me directly on Discord so that she has them written down somewhere.
2: <laughs> well, when I asked Dylan, like, should I bring anything with me? I think you just, like, mentioned that there were going to be cinnamon buns. And so I brought juice to go with it. But I just didn't bring any sort of writing material, dice, oh, yeah. paper, I'm, none of it. Well, so. Honestly,
0: this notebook was a last minute decision on my part. Yeah, <laughs> It's like
1: flash drive, food. Maybe I need to take notes. Okay, so <laughs> it's funny because in two different episodes, we have done like a reality television show. Yeah. One of which did also take place in a haunted house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, and can then, you refresh yeah, us? Yeah, that's you. why you're expert.
1: Yeah, so the, the first one I want to say was episode three. Uh, it was called Afraid of Love, oh, yeah. and it was a dating reality show that took place in a haunted house. Oh, that's right and i'm trying to think i remember it was like the dating show to pick a senator or something <laughs> yes so there was that was the other one we had that was a our best episode we had a yeah spoiler alert uh, for the very end of the episode <laughs> but uh yeah the second episode that we did there was a reality show it was like a game show where contestants were in it to win a job but they didn't know what the job was going to be mm. so they came in with like this is my dream job and i really hope this job is that
0: <laughs> i mean which mirrors the actual job interview process which whatever job you're inter- interviewing for is your dream job
3: oh yeah like absolutely. regardless
0: of whether you actually want it or not or just need it to survive like yes i desperately want to work in a museum
2: is that yeah. what this is yeah I mean, museum sounds better to me than than Senator at this point. Honestly, now. yeah. Um. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for the reminder that we did that. Mm-hmm. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Twice.
1: <laughs> so I, I think, you know, for Pot of Wonder listeners, mm-hmm. um, you know, we are not professional game designers. We're just people who like to play games. So we have a sort of set of questions that we typically rely on to help us build up a framework for what mechanics might be helpful to us. Uh, they are questions like, uh, you know, what does the DM need to set up <clears throat> in order to play the game? Uh, how does the game end? Uh, if there is a winner and loser, how is that decided? So I think with this, so the you said this is a semi-competitive game. So my, I think for me, my biggest question at the moment uh, kind of goes to that question of, you know, how is the winner decided? Mm-hmm. Like, in the reality of the show, what is the metric that, like, the host or the producers, or you know, is there a point system? Like, how in the fiction of the game, how is the winner being decided? Mm.
2: And I think we usually run into something, and Dylan will have to help me remember what, but uh, we need a reason for the role play to take place. Mm-hmm. That, so the game isn't just a board game, but it's a specifically a tarchy barchi yeah,
1: yeah something that we often run into is trying it's it's very much a tightrope walk uh because if it is too rules heavy it feels very much like a board game mm-hmm. uh, but if it's not if there's not robust enough mechanics it basically just turns into improv yeah like our last episode we,
2: <laughs> we don't love that yeah sorry um, to my brother-in-law
1: yeah <laughs> so I, I think ultimately Part of the reason that we, you know, hinge on doing a sort of simple, you know, one page style game is, you know, one, we try to do everything in like an hour and a half to two hours, uh, which is a lot to both come up with all the rules and then try to play the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, you know, typically with one page games... It is a very simplified rule set. Yeah. You typically have like one core mechanic that you are using to move the story forward uh, with maybe one or two side mechanics just so it's not uh, too simple.
0: Mm -hmm. So my my thought then is how to decide a winner is maybe going in the opposite direction of a thing that i said i wanted in that <laughs> r- maybe rather than stats for individual characters there is kind of a judging criteria that spells out something that you know e- each player can maybe kind of like freeform role play like talk about their what they're doing roll a die to succeed or whatever and the the gm or or host or whatever reality show thing we end up calling them is going to like assign them points in a I guess as as impartial as possible way with the the kind of caveat that reality TV shows are often you know you're looking to play up people's personalities you're looking to build sympathy for people mm. so you know kind of factoring in the the kinds of things that reality shows tend to look for in addition to like actual skill at the thing that they're supposed to be
1: doing yeah the the thing that i think about and and this was something that you know came to mind when we were developing um hired or fired which was the job game show Mm. um is i like the idea of the criteria because that's something that we kind of end up landing on um, and it was essentially it was up to the host's discretion to choose a best answer. It was very much like apples to apples in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not against, you know, using dice roll in terms of like, I really like the idea of using a, a random dice roll for like uh, sort of like the haunted doll effect mm-hmm. or HDE as we call it here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's <an> industry term. <laughs> yeah. It's a standard boilerplate. Um uh, But I, I, I think that ultimately it's, it's one of those things where when you have the semi-competitive, framework, which is something that we do. Like we flip back and forth between being collaborative and or cooperative and, and competitive.
2: And we do that in the game too. Right.
1: <laughs> um I, I think that <clears throat> having a system where there is some sort of impartiality to you know help the players determine who wins like if a, a whole category mm-hmm. as opposed to just a single challenge. So I think right now we're talking about kind of two levels of gameplay where it's like you have these individual challenges maybe that is you know something a little bit more robust something mm-hmm. that you know uh Rachel as our resident uh <laughs> non-traditional role-play mechanics uh <laughs> engineer uh can help us with but um I think that Having either, you know, yeah, the DM act as a judge or maybe do like a secret ballot type thing amongst the players to act mm. as sort of like a shadow producer uh, uh-huh. to, you know, d- determine a, a winner. And mm.
2: how many players are going to be playing this game?
1: Um, At least three
0: no more than five
2: okay so three to five that's pretty good yeah um
0: does. yeah because we, we've got like our our final four contestants and i guess one person would be like the the judge or or if we do something like you were talking about like the the shadow ballot to like represent the kind of producers which i really like actually like that seems like a good way to handle it like because, you know, sometimes you see in shows the idea of, like, well, I, I liked this person's, like, what they did better. But by by the numbers, by the scoring, this person did better. How do we, like, balance that metric? And mm-hmm. I like the the shadow vote idea.
2: Yeah, and that, that kind of inspired me as well. Because in in a world where everybody gets a vote and they can vote for themselves... There is very little motivation, no matter how friendly everyone is, to not vote for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like the idea if the DM or GM or host, whoever it may be, is picking the ultimate person. And then there's also a shadow ballot running where if you pick who you like best and it corresponds with maybe who the host likes best, maybe then at that point you get to roll on the HP. D E (laughs) H D. Okay. I used to confuse my B's and my D's, so I couldn't quite Mm -hmm. (laughs) remember. But uh, yeah, so like maybe there's some sort of element where that's how you get your extra bonus round if you get it right. And Mm -hmm. then that way you're not just always voting for yourself unless you do think that you have the best kind of round.
1: An interesting point to bring up is I think when we talk about, you know, who performed like the best on the voting, that doesn't necessarily mean who necessarily was the the most successful like mm-hmm. oftentimes with reality shows you know i feel like producers like to <clears throat> keep people around oh who the villains. Are, yeah yeah mm-hmm. you need the heel you yeah. know yeah. like oh they got disqualified but now they're back three episodes later here's <laughs> tanya it's like whatever um so i think that you know when it comes to that voting it it's yeah it It might be worthwhile to make a point that, like, vote for whoever you want, but as a group, it might be helpful to decide, like, are we voting for the person who performed the best? Are we voting for the person who brought the most interesting thing, Mm -hmm. like the most interesting complication to the game? Um, Like we said earlier, something that we think about is, at least in terms of, like, the playtesting framework, is, like, like, what do we need to set up Mm -hmm. to sit down and play? So I think having qualifiers like that with the mechanics is helpful so that your table doesn't feel like this is how we have to play
3: it. Right, and I think
2: the host and players can kind of set the tone because everyone's going to be a character, so will the host be. So, you know, if your character is like the... I don't I don't know reality T V tropes. We'll come up with some tropes, but if your character is the one that's really rambunctious or really passive, you know, you can kind of let that inform who you would vote for. Mm-hmm. What words should we use to be the um
3: the, abbreviated,
2: yeah, Letter matching judging criteria. Yeah, judging criteria. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should pick the word and let that determine. Yeah, the game. interesting. It, it, it's <laughs> got to
0: be something bike related. Whatever it spells out, like spoke or pedal oh, spoke or chain. Mm. like like maybe figure out the things we want to judge and then sort of backwards work that yeah like break out the thesaurus and like this (laughs) kind of means that it fits the acronym though
3: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) so in this in this game show like have you uh kind of determined what like with with different challenges you've come up with like Mm -hmm. what are some of the what are some of the like themes or what are some of the like recurring elements of the challenges that people are going to be judged on or that they're going to be competing in.
0: Okay. So uh, some of the challenges we've come up with are sort of engineering challenges where you uh, build a bike from scratch and then like through your ability to pedal, it will somehow like cast out a beam of light. And (laughs) this this is based off of a, a lighthouse article. And, the you know however like far out the the beam goes is uh whoever does that wins and you know so that's some engineering and also as well as physical ability
1: yeah i mean riding a bike probably comes Mm -hmm. almost like a tour de france like you have to be able to yeah (laughs) also
0: ride the bike yeah
1: Um, We've had design-related challenges where
0: um, it was the holiday episode filmed six months in advance of that holiday where you had to build an Earth Day display based around, uh, like, for your bike. And, you know, the bike had to still remain functional in, you know, in addition to kind of having this big display uh, of, like, plant life and such on it. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a challenge where... See, I just edited this episode. What did I come up with? Why is that the one I can't remember? I'm <laughs> going to check our website. Where, that's fine. <laughs> at least, see because I always list the articles that we use, and that at least should jog my memory of of what we came up with.
1: I think I might have a. Uh, I always forget. Is it acronym is mm-hmm. that the the word for uh, yeah, things that that's, spell out? Okay, that's yeah. Way. So I have. Poise, engineering, design, athleticism, and luck, which spells pedal. Oh, that's
2: oh, good. Oh, perfect. That Great. is good. Um, also, I had an idea. Uh, if there are multiple levels to the game, we can call level one monocycle, level two bicycle, level <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: three tricycle. <laughs> Did you mean unicycle instead of monocycle? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is a bike where one of the wheels has been taken off. <laughs> um but yes yeah, so i came up i was thinking i was just like what are some sort of like bs categories because like you said like engineering design uh-huh. like riding the bike athleticism yeah yeah and like poise in like uh what do they call those like the like the miss america like the pageants yeah yeah <laughs> poise is always the one. <laughs> <laughs> like what does that have to do with my, hey no, go with it yeah
2: can you run through the other letters one more time yeah too?
1: poise engineering design design athleticism, and luck. And then luck is just sort of like a catch-all. Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: poise would work because, you know, if you're going to be inheriting a billionaire's fortune, you also have to be able to, you know, speak... To like your ideas, you need to be a good representative for mm-hmm. the, like the company or whatever you're inheriting. So yeah, you
1: have to be your own best advocate. Yeah, yeah, poise works. Yeah, all all of that's really good.
2: Wow, this this springboarded us ahead. Then. I just I just want to
1: say that that was not edited. I came up with that in the time that Danny was looking something up. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was fully expecting us to take like at least another half hour to get there. Yeah, was, we were moving along then. Okay, so those are our criteria for judging. So how do we want to handle the like the contestants themselves? Like, do they have kind of stats that they would roll on? Or is there kind of like one universal thing that they do? Like they describe what they do. They roll to see how successful it is. You know, like I'm going to be using my design stat for this.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: What I have been kind of picturing in my head is that you know, when they have a challenge, the challenge falls into I was thinking either the the challenge falls into one of the um categories or because I think I think that actually I think that's a little bit better because my other thought was that you know they're um scored in each of those categories on every challenge, but that sounds a little tedious. Mm-hmm. I think. So I think for me, like maybe for each challenge there is a primary category that it falls in Mm. um i like the idea of i'm okay with the idea of doing a role Mm. um to determine the outcome of the challenge because i think that for each challenge like the shadow producers are also going to vote in terms of like role play who was like who was the most creative Mm -hmm. who did the most something the most interesting who caused the most drama whatever it is again that your table decides on Um, And something that we talk about on playtesting a lot is like rolling for stats kind of necessitates modifiers Mm -hmm. because it just helps people kind of not necessarily even the playing field, but just have sort of a physical representation of what their characters are good at.
0: Yeah.
2: What if you write like on a little scrap of paper, poise, different scrap, engineer, you know, like for each letter, ball them up, put them in the center of the table, and then everybody has to grab one at random, and that's the stat you're good at and you're bad at the rest.
3: Hmm.
0: I like that maybe for a longer-term game, but since... Uh, on on the podcast, we've already created the contestants. Like, oh, I think there's, there's certain, good. like, they would know which stats uh, they're good in already. Sure. Okay, that, that makes, makes sense, sense to me.
2: You don't have to be so polite in turning turning down ideas for me. They they're usually I meant mean, to throw at a wall and I mean I no, but, but you know what? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm also really
0: into non traditional mechanics. So I do like something kind of like that where you're randomly deciding in in unorth- unorthodox ways. But it's just for the situation, it does not work.
1: I will say you reacted very. Uh, in line with the playtesting brand, which is how we all normally respond. Rachel comes up with a random mechanic. <laughs> it always takes a couple seconds where we're just like processing. not not It's like, okay, huh. Uh, but I will say, I mean, it does work in her favor. Like your ideas don't always make it to the cutting room floor. But like one of the, I think one of the best examples we had was the the, the mugs. Yeah. With the candy. Like they, yeah. We did a Halloween themed episode.
2: <laughs> there just aren't enough cups on the table for me right now to oh, yeah. come up with anything.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, Free additional plug
0: for the playtesting podcast. I submitted the prompt for that episode. So. Oh, cool! Yeah. Oh, that's nice. right.
2: That yeah. was
1: the first and only episode we ever had a guest on. Oh, uh, yeah. Our friend Neil.
2: Our friend. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was, <laughs> <slash> I was <laughs> brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I, I I
0: I did that kind of similar kind of reaction. Like okay, then turned to smile when you hit upon that
1: candy mechanics. Like oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, in terms of like deciding modifiers for the stats i i'm generally of some mind where when it comes to stats you kind of need to have like positive negative and neutral so typically one thing that i like to do is having find some balance of like you get like a negative one a plus one and a plus two and you can assign those out to the the three that you like and then the other two just remain at like a zero modifier Mm -hmm. um but I don't know if, you know, in your experience, Dana, because I think our, in terms of our friend group, we're mostly relegated to D&D. We've branched out into other systems. Mm. But I think part of the, <laughs> to pat, my, pat ourselves on the back here, part of the charm of playtesting is that we don't know a lot of other <laughs> role <play Yeah>. games. <laughs> like, I'm a nerd. I've read a lot of different, like, handbooks for stuff, but mm-hmm. I've never played a lot. Oh, yeah. And I'm
2: not a nerd. <laughs> 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 um okay here's another idea and again not sure if this fits but what if all right so we have our positive negative neutral another neutral what if one of the stats you get to assign your your haunted doll to a stat oh.
1: so instead of taking a modifier on that that one maybe you roll two dice instead of one yeah yeah like it, it's fully random but like when you use that
0: stat something strange happens
2: yes and do you think it's possible to get five real haunted dolls to use as the mechanic oh. you know if you just put them on the table
0: mm-hmm. oh, I mean on such short notice I'm not sure but
2: mm-hmm. I'll check gopuff
0: yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, like we recently did go to a like a a kind of goth spooky market in a cemetery and there Ooh. were some like haunted dolls there that were tempting in a way that like i i did not really want this thing but like aesthetically it would be kind of neat to have around did
2: you feel like a little compelled to get it like uh,
0: i mean i i want to say that i felt like a tiny firm hand just sort of pushing on my back mm-hmm. towards okay, the cool. doll but I can't say that that's completely unusual for me to experience.
1: <laughs> A lot of the time I can ignore it. You know, I didn't want to do this, but um, I'm willing to break into my, my vault of haunted dolls. Let me just break the, uh, in case of emergency break glass panel here.
2: <laughs> Wait, you have to take, I thought they were in the basement, so we'll have to take all the crosses down off the wall. Yeah. Okay. Give us, give us 5 we we'll, okay. we'll pry the nails out
1: i thought that maybe it would sort of like cancel out um i i'm, I'm i feel bad so bad i can't even remember the vampire's name kevin kevin that's oh right
2: God. he can hear you, uh, you know. i know he's super superhero.
1: i'm gonna ha- he's gonna give me some weird dreams tonight uh but yeah i thought that putting the my my doll collection down there would kind of cancel out the spookiness of kevin but i think i'm just double cursed yeah mm. uh, they act as amplifiers for <laughs> emotions so <laughs> So now, now you've just given them a taste for blood. <laughs> <laughs> They're learning from it. <laughs> okay, so so we're assigning out modifiers to our stats. I think the thing that I, I have kept putting a pen in, but now that we have a pretty good framework for the rest of the game, I, I'd like to try to nail down the, the haunted doll effect. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm and try to figure out how that is going to work. Because this is something that I think we've toyed with before too, is like, we always, we're always like, and then something random will happen. And then we're like, done. Dust (laughs) off our hands. Like, we'll figure it out. And I think that's fine. But I, I,
2: (laughs) it needs to have real mechanics. It needs to have a real mechanic. (laughs) We're not playing to ruin our podcast. We're playing to make the other podcast. We we want (laughs)
1: to take our mistakes and make sure that you avoid them. Have we played with like coming up with like tables of effects before? I feel like we have, but never more than like six things,
2: yeah, I think we usually we usually try to keep it small because of the nature of our game, but yeah. for you guys, I mm. think if we come up with a list of maybe like I'm thinking a hundred things right now <laughs> on this podcast
1: i so I think that something that is often helpful when it when you want to create a list is instead of trying to come up with like specific events that occur mm-hmm. maybe come up with categories of maybe not necessarily like what the effect is but like what is the outcome of the effect yeah hmm.
2: like i'm i'm wondering if there's some element like if you have a haunted doll and then some sort of like paper plate and a, um a paper clip and a pen and you can make a like Quick flick and it spins situation. Um, (laughs)
0: Like a a, a bicycle wheel. Like a bicycle
3: wheel. Oh my! Oh oh oh, shit! The idea idea just got good. (laughs)
2: Now we're cooking with gas. Okay, so you get a bicycle wheel, put something on it to make a pointy. uh, Whoever Hmm. it lands on. You get to like take their stats for the round or or and add mm. them to your own.
1: I mean, to take a page from the Pot of Wonder playbook, like Wikipedia has a random article That's,
2: button. Yeah, so that random article can then help you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, we do
0: a lot of editing this out, but the random article button is crap a lot of the time. Oh yeah, oh, you, yeah.
1: It, I mean, there's just too many
0: things well, for what it to pull if, from. What
2: if it pulls a random article? And the amount of languages that articles translated to becomes your modifier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, what I'm thinking about is I, I like the idea of instead of doing it like a table that you're rolling a dice against, that you do have a wheel. I think uh-huh. that's I think that's great thematically. Yeah. And I think f- what I was thinking of is with the the like category of things that occur, I like the idea of it being a category and not a specific effect because mm-hmm. then it gives the player sort of autonomy over what the effect actually is. It's yeah. like, here's, here's your circle. Like, you stay inside of this for what the effect is, um, but instead of rolling on a modifier, you know, it, it's almost like a, um, like in Lasers and Feelings, how mm-hmm. when you roll your number, uh, you get mm-hmm. to do like a laser feeling. Yeah, like, it yeah. kind of, that's kind of what I'm thinking of.
0: Okay, I really like that with the the bicycle wheel, and yeah. I I guess maybe like assigning various yeah, you know, like you said, not specific outcomes, but maybe like in in haunted doll spirit, kind of like emotions or energies, mm. and you know you you know, spin the wheel, like you said, have a, a pointer towards it when it eventually stops, like that emotional kind of thing impacts the scene. Mm-hmm.
1: It's almost like a like a cue, like it's it's mm-hmm. it's telling you like this is it's it's like a like an improv prompt word.
2: <laughs> so I feel like the your style game allows us to expand on what resources we're using. Like a lot of times, we're like we can't break out more than two dice. Um, <laughs> dig that was, was a great impression <laughs> of me. Um,
1: that's exactly what
3: I sound like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what if? You know, you have, like, how many types of dice are there in a regular?
1: Like, D, like seven set? Yeah, die. okay, so you, you seven, make a
2: seven yeah. wheel... And you can put one of those dice in each of the categories with assigned emotions, like, you know, Mm. just for fun. You spin it, and then they have to roll that type of dice to get their modifier for the turn. Because then it's random what type of dice they're getting, but it could still be good or bad, which Mm. I feel like the Haunted Doll can't just be like seven good things. You know, it could be a bad thing.
1: And so I think just to tack one more complication on Mm -hmm. that, I, I think something that i i I would find interesting is that you assign you know a plus one and a minus one to two of your stats um but then one of your stats instead of assigning a modifier you assign like this is my spooky stat yeah so whenever the challenge comes up that like if you if we're doing an engineering challenge and your engineering is your spooky stat instead of rolling like a modifier that's when you would spin the wheel Mm -hmm and then you could do like the number like using the dice yeah like, even if, like I don't know if you know having all the different dice
2: it would be fun yeah and, and, no, and that, that would like that fun. seems
1: very like OP for some people because you could just roll a d20 <laughs> I think maybe if you just did like a d4 yeah oh my God. something <laughs> <Jungle> <laughs> War, baby. you'll be Rachel
2: i <laughs> always just do uh-huh. it d4 really letting ourselves yeah go, go go crazy.
1: yeah
0: full four options i mean the, <laughs> hey you know what
1: the benefit of d4 is it can also work as weapons <laughs> caltrops just
0: <laughs> yeah but i was thinking in terms of like the the die value being like emotional intensity like say you like you spin rage and you know you roll the, the d4 let's get crazy d8 interesting uh, you know you roll a one like you you know you're a little annoyed but you you roll the eight <laughs> and you just like you fly off the handle like oh, you, like okay. you, you kick yeah. over your own bike and like start trashing
1: the set i like that to use the instead of using the dice as a number value to use it as like a a gauge Ooh, uh-huh.
2: and then whatever emotion comes up that's how extreme you're feeling that emotion oh that's cool that's yeah great. yeah that's really cool
0: and so that kind of turns it away from rather like success or failure but like kind of like steers the story in in a harder direction
2: and would you then use that number as also like the quote-unquote modifier for that turn or is it just based on role play at that point
1: i i feel like for me the point of setting one of your stats as your spooky stat would sort of absolve you of a role for that round because with each round you have the the number being rolled, but you also have the producers, the shadow cabal, you know, deciding who did the best. I'm almost wondering, does it make more sense for those to happen simultaneously? Like, could someone win a challenge both by the numbers and by the role play? Or should those be two separate categories where only people up for the, like, emotional display can get chosen by the producer and only people rolling can Mm. win outright. I don't know because it would depend on number of players Mm -hmm. and um, like what if only one person's stat is spooky for that
0: challenge, you know? I do kind of like separating it like that because, you know, the producers are looking for big moments and drama and like things that they can like air in the commercial for the episode. And, you know, so there can still be through the rolling like an objective winner, like the person who did the best at the thing. But, you know, there's still like the the TV favorite, like the audience right. favorite, the producer favorite, because they did this outlandish thing.
1: Text doll to
0: 333. To
2: 666. Oh, Oh. there we go. And then you roll three six sided dice. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And if you roll all sixes,
1: then you
2: get sucked into (laughs) it. And you
0: die.
1: You you die and go to hell. Yeah. And
2: And play Hello, Dad. I'm (laughs) hell. Yeah. Hi, Satan. I'm Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm liking where this is heading. Yeah. So did we do it? Did we solve your make a game puzzle already? (laughs) I I mean,
1: I
0: feel like we definitely have a game here. The only sticking point I've been kind of on is luck as a criteria. Like, like how do you Mm. judge luck? And that makes me want to re-reverse and put those back into player stats rather than judging criteria. But we've also done so much since
2: then that... (laughs) Yeah, so did we decide or not decide to separate the haunted doll from the thing or is haunted doll still should haunted doll be luck for everyone or is that mixing it up too much
1: i almost wonder if five categories is too much Hmm. um like as great as pedal is (laughs) as an acronym yeah Um, well what if
2: it Athletics has an L in it. What if it's just athletics with a capital just... L?
1: Silent L athletics? Yeah, or, or apostrophe letics.
2: How about L <laughs> for just like, let's go play the game now?
0: Litheness. <laughs> Is there a spooky sort of word that begins with L? And I'm thinking maybe rather than it being like a stat you roll on, it's like points you can spend. Like I, I spend a point to do the spooky thing. Like that will give me a bonus to my design role, uh, but but I've got to deal with the emotional fallout.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, God, the only L word I can think of is like lasagna, which isn't helpful. Lasagna. Ooh yeah, if you could just say every L word in a spooky is this way, this game we'll come across by Garfield.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: liquid. Um, I'll say
3: I'm
1: also pulling up a thesaurus,
2: and I'm just looking at Dylan's bookshelf for any L words. Mm -hmm. Um, Laminated loser, (laughs) Yeah, loser stat. Um,
1: Lurid, lurid, L-U-R-I-D, which means characterized by vivid description or explicit details that are meant to provoke or shock. Sorry, I just fell asleep
2: for a second. What?
1: Lurid. Welcome to the new playtesting podcast. I just read definitions of words. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just on thesaurus.com clicking like different
3: synonyms yeah,
0: they give me. And Yeah, lurid really is the only one.
2: I'm I'm pulling up Halloween words that start with the letter L. We have labyrinth, lantern, lightning. I'm
1: I'm not opposed to lurid. I wish that there was something but a little bit I'm more. I'm opposed yeah. to lurid. I want but. a yeah. I want a better word
0: than. I that. want
2: a word that someone's actually used in their life before. Yeah.
0: Sure. Can we reassign one of the other words?
2: Oh, I make one of the other words scary. Yeah, and then try. Oh, <laughs> this is the hardest version of Wordle ever.
0: <laughs> I there's got to be like a spooky D word that's easy to find. Deplorable, disgusting, okay. demonic, Dem- devilish, demonic, devilish. Oh. Ooh,
2: A for apparition.
0: apparition. Apparition. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then what? What can we reassign L to for athletics? Legs, like how big <laughs> your legs are
2: for pedaling. Uh, um.
0: Hmm. Again, I'm coming back to apostrophe <laughs> and
2: <laughs> we just call it. You show, or the stats can be peda, and then the L. We don't need it. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that, right?
0: I, I feel like we need a, ne- a letter after <laughs> Peta just for, just to cover all our bases.
1: Wait, so we're so we're keeping poise, engineering. Are we replacing design with a different D word? Or I think we went, we're swapping athleticism for apparition. Okay.
2: We need a new L word that means some sort of like athletics.
1: Liveliness.
2: That's not bad.
1: I mean my I, my brain keeps screaming the word lithe at me bending readily, pliant, limber, supple. We've done a lot of stupid things on playtesting, but I can safely say we've never all been on thesaurus.com <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. i
2: I'm on like the the thesaurus.com, but like the one that's like a dot something else. It's like it's giving me wild words. <laughs> Line dancing. Like that's not even that's too the di- what if line dancing is just a stat and the players have to form an impromptu line dance and who none of them know the steps, but whoever seems like they know, they have to like improv it as they go. Is that adding too much to this game, a line dance component?
1: I think so. I think it might be stretching a little thin.
2: Yeah, well, that, that, I'll save that for another episode then.
1: You can submit <laughs> the line dancing touchy bar at <laughs> <Yeah>. playtesting.com. <laughs> no we don't have playtesting.com don't go there oh the domain is available for sale how much
2: someone's gonna buy it and hold it ransom for for not if
1: I get it before this episode (laughs) is
0: released I'm
3: just
1: gonna
0: go ahead and buy that so it redirects to Pod of Wonder
2: (laughs) (laughs) you can have all of our two fans (laughs) I'm related to both of them
0: (laughs) I mean good for you I don't tell my family about this podcast (laughs) they found out somehow but
2: and that was the last holiday you were ever invited to.
0: So, like My dad asked me, he's like, so, like, you still doing your podcast? Just the deer in headlights expression I must have had.
1: <laughs> Playtesting.com would uh, be uh, $16 a year, but with a $3,400 domain purchase fee. Oh, <laughs> my
2: God. Not worth no. it.
1: We're going to start a, uh, uh, a support drive. Uh-huh. Thanks to supporters like you, playtesting can afford elaborate website domains for a podcast we do sometimes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you pledge now, you can have the playtesting-branded mug or tote bag.
2: To get to the premium level of our um, Patreon is actually $4,000, so we have (laughs) some left over
1: a one-time $4,000 payment.
2: (laughs) You get to come live in Dylan's basement. We'll kick Kevin out. Yeah, The
1: dolls have to stay, though. They're... (laughs) I don't like being a landlord. I don't want to evict Kevin, but I will for you.
2: then <laughs> I'm still really caught on the doll hand that is always on your back. I just... It's, oh, are you I,
1: feeling it there now?
2: Is it pushing you in the right direction? towards? You?
0: I mean, I, I have to stop and think. I mean, it's sort of like you... You're just so used to it at this yeah, point. Yeah, like, like if you just tap your leg long enough, you, you, you just, it kind of goes numb to the sensation.
2: Is it tracing any letters on your back that are <laughs> forming words we could use in this game?
0: I mean, it's largely steering me through life. I haven't noticed any uh, sort of cryptic messages being traced.
2: Okay, Let so me see. maybe L should be R- life.
0: R U N. Run? Does that, does that mean anything to you? Run? Um I think I have to go,
3: excuse me. <laughs> it's, telling,
1: it's telling you to do a triathlon. Because with a triathlon, you have to run and also bike.
2: Dylan, we got to catch him. We have to finish the episode.
1: <laughs> Recording the rest of the podcast in hot pursuit. <laughs> uh, really impressive
0: audio quality on these mics as we're running down the street.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Mm. What... Lively. Word? We switched athletic. I, I we still
3: trying to find <laughs> an word. Right.
0: I mean, I might just give up and go with
1: lively. liveliness.
2: Yeah, that, that. that makes sense to me. And uh,
1: you like it better than lithe or lurid?
2: Lurid, yeah, yeah. Lurid just lurid. doesn't mean anything. Lurid. <laughs> you can't convince me it does.
0: Oh, how are these? I mean, like, what do we do when using the stats? Are we roll? Are we rolling a die, like a d like a d six plus modifier? Or
1: I think that's a good. I I think that's a a good baseline to start. Um, (laughs) Rachel's always in favor of using the off the beaten path die. Uh
2: D12. Why not a D12? The
1: chonky boy. Uh, Nobody uses the D12. Yeah.
2: Be the dice you want to see in the world.
1: The point that I try to make for for new listeners to Rachel is that the dice itself does not really matter unless you have a statistical reason and for that wider And so if it doesn't matter, variant. there's
2: no reason not to do right. it. Right. <laughs> so
1: ultimately using the bigger dice, like maybe if you have, you know, if you have more players, it might be more helpful to use a bigger die because then mm-hmm. there's less chance of people tying. But it you know ultimately statistically that it doesn't really super matter, but we're not a math podcast no, I don't want to, to give anyone the implication we talk about math or often. that we believe
2: in statistics,
1: yeah, math is fake, uh it is <laughs> designed by the the shadow producers to sell you more bicycles
2: <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so what were we doing again so
1: Maybe- I think what we were trying to decide was
2: oh the stats and with the base.
1: stats are we breaking up the categories where there's a winner based on the role and then there's a winner based on the like producer shadow vote is that something that we want to stick with hmm. or does it make more sense that you know um, when you even if if the challenge if the challenge's stat is your Haunted doll stat, hmm. are you still rolling? Or are you up for the producer vote? It
0: it can not necessarily be that the uh the you know, the producer vote and the like statistical winner are are different people, but I I think I I like what you said maybe 15 minutes ago about monocycle, bicycle, tricycle. (laughs) (laughs) Like over three rounds, like rather than like maybe the kind of a a cumulative number of of victories to determine like a a statistical winner of of each round and then maybe modified like overall by a producer vote. Mm
2: -hmm. I also like the idea that... um... Depending, you know, whenever these votes happen, if it's like once per level or round or whatever you're, uh, you you want to do, maybe they do remain secret till like the very, very end because oh. that, that could also add a fun element. You don't really know
1: who's in the lead. Who's yeah. in the lead. I that like that. It, yeah. I like that. And
2: then you also get the fun Harry Potter ending when Dumbledore is like, and 10 points to this. And, you know, and then it's like suddenly the colors change.
1: For your great line dancing, I award (laughs) you 10 points.
0: Yeah, Maybe then in that case, it could be like a, a producer vote every round. And each vote counts as like an additional point on top of... Like each round victory. Oh, so okay. like, I like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I got like four votes in the first round, like one vote in the second round. That's plus five
1: points towards like my overall score. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like that. One other thing that I was thinking about is for the host, for the game runner, I guess for the table in general, how are the challenges created? Is that something that the the the, the GM is coming prepared with? I think that's probably the easiest
0: and like most on theme way to do it. Like you, you, you know, contestants going in don't necessarily know what the challenges will be, right? And so, you know, they won't have time to to pre plan beforehand.
1: I I agree with that, and I I think that makes the most sense. So my my question then is: Is there anything that we can do to provide the GM with tools or a framework? for how to set up the show mm-hmm. so like when we did hired or fired we had sort of a three-act structure yeah. of like round one it's these types of questions and then round or like you know like interview style questions then round two was like a lightning round and then round three was like you know the contestants getting to ask questions yeah. like so is there is there a a sort of you know fake like TV show structure that we can do to give the DM to say here, here are the boxes you need to check. Essentially, like here's where to put the ad breaks, yeah. like here's where to put the talking heads, like things like that. Just to again make it easier, so they can just come with their ideas, plug it into the formula, and and play. I mean, my first instinct is to say, does like one challenge
0: geared towards each stat?
2: Oh, interesting.
0: You know, obviously that would benefit certain players like, yeah, you, you're the, the favorite to win this round. But, you know, I think with the dice rolls, with the haunted dolls and like the spinner and the, the secret vote, it it isn't necessarily the person who has the best stat is necessarily going to win that round. Yeah. Right.
2: Which is awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that works out like we've had enough kind of randomizers in randomizers in that it won't be like oh i've got the best stat in poise i'm gonna Mm -hmm. win the poise round
1: yeah and I, i think that you know having each again just like pulling on the mechanics we've already created having yeah like one challenge for each stat i think makes the most sense and then you can just very easily slide like uh like in between so in between like poison engineering like all right who wants to do a talking head yeah, yeah. you know just kind of open it up so that someone doesn't have to if they don't want to but it just helps kind of break it up so it's not like challenge 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 challenge, challenge. Yeah.
0: like maybe whoever comes in last in the round gets oh, the, the talking head ooh. Ooh. Yeah. maybe like as a chance to kind of sway the producer vote
2: yes, i like that that's I like that. awesome
1: i like that so here's a, here's a question. So typically with playtesting, we say we're going to write the written rules and then we almost never do.
2: <laughs> I have never made claim to be willing to participate. In Steve always stuff. said he
1: was going to do it and he never has. So <laughs> yell at Steve. Yeah, fuck you, Steve. Uh, yeah, I'm throwing you under the... I was going to say bus. I'm going to throw, throw you under the bike. Throw uh, you under the bike. But... Uh, are you going to, I I guess, like sort of codify all this? Like af- after we're done recording, when you walk away, like are you going to write all of this out essentially? Yeah.
2: He's going to make the players listen. I'm
1: just saying, I would love for you to send us the, when when that's done, the written rules. Cause like I said, I think, I think uh, us doing a, cause we, we've talked about doing a spin off show
3: mm-hmm.
2: called Test Play.
1: Called um game breaking
2: game breaking yeah where
1: people send us games that either they've created or that you know um some other small creators created like we want to buy them like we're not just be like send us your game for free Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but like we want to buy them so we can like play them and kind of give feedback based on like again like sort of i keep calling it like the playtesting framework like we're so official but we're not but, yeah, I would love to do like our first like game breaking episode on this game. I think that'd be very like the, the game that you helped make, yeah, exactly. hey, it turns out it's great,
2: yeah,
3: oh, <laughs>
1: we're so smart., oh, <laughs> such a curse <laughs> no. to be so full
2: of genius. <laughs> I a Leo, so it's very natural for me, yes, happy Leo season, everyone. Not by yet. the way.
1: it's not Leo season yet, Rachel.
2: maybe by the time the podcast comes out, maybe I, actually, I don't know you, you said you guys released this. Oh soon gosh. yeah this will be
0: like maybe end of july
2: oh so definitely leo season awesome that's
1: my my birthday is end of july
2: he's turning 18 this I'm year i'm turning 18 <laughs>
1: again i know wow so youthful uh turns out having a vampire and a bunch of haunted dolls in your house does have its benefits because uh-huh. the dolls <laughs> age and i stay the same age <laughs> oh
2: shit so to kill you we have to kill the dolls yeah. okay <laughs> cool it's so like a dorian gray thing yeah exactly. awesome yeah
0: weirdly the dolls just bear every sin and act you've committed just on your
1: face <laughs> yep that's right <laughs> That's normal, though.
2: Yep. Dylan's never sinned before. I'm never gonna die. Yeah.
1: I can't be judged if I can't <laughs> die. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh boy. Um. So, are the, I mean, I I feel really good about like everything that we have. Is there?
2: Can you maybe Anything that we're
1: missing? Yeah. Can we do a say, recap?
2: I, yeah, like especially you're sitting where Steve sits, and he normally is the one who walks us through the game before uh-huh. we try to play it. So mm. um I feel like that helps us figure out if they're missing anything. Yeah.
0: I mean, do you want to try and play it today as well? We can. <laughs> yeah. I mean we're we're good on time. I can we can definitely like put this through the the whole playtest treatment.
2: Remind me how to play it before I can <laughs> Yeah, so let's do a <laughs> recap real yeah.
0: quick yeah. and then yeah. we'll Okay. So We've got our our contestants will have five stats. Poise, engineering, design, apparition, and lively. <laughs> apparition is... I like how none
1: of our stats have the same tense. No. Like, <laughs> it's like poise, engineering, design. Okay, those are all <laughs> like adjectives uh-huh. or like and then apparition (laughs) has a noun (laughs) and then lively we're back to
0: (laughs) look it's it's the spooky stat it's supposed to stand out yeah that's true um and yeah the each of those we're gonna maybe like do the standard like plus two plus one zero minus one i think we we said that like apparition was like you would roll well like by using apparition, you would spin a a spinner with an emotional energy, and that would give you a bonus to one of your other stats.
1: Can we play this? We didn't make a wheel.
2: <laughs> oh, if you have a paper plate, I could make the wheel easy.
1: I don't have a paper plate. I mean, I can just go get some paper and we can yeah a can... piece
2: of paper. we can make it work,
1: yeah, and there's gonna be uh four
0: rounds for each stat: monocycle, bicycle, tricycle, and quadricycle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can change it to unicycle oh, okay. if you guys want, but I, I'm i fine with either.
1: Wait, the, I, I think I missed this. There's four rounds for each stat? Uh, one, ra- one
0: round for each stat. You know, like uh, monocycle will be poised, bicycle will be engineering, and so on.
2: It's just like the level, the way we're calling the levels. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, it doesn't change it's, it's anything. It's unnecessarily
0: complicated, okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> which is better. how we do here. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's that's a whole ass mood right there. <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, at the the end of each round, the person in last place gets to do a a talking head segment as a
1: chance to sway the secret judges and the producers. So is with that the talking head vote, should that just be like? A, yay or nay, and it's like majority wins, like, yes, you get a point, knows when you don't get a point.
2: I think it's more like you do it before the voting, and so it's your last chance to pitch to try and get people to vote for you, yeah, oh, it doesn't win sense. you anything, yeah, yet.
0: gotcha, okay, and the the producers are just voting for their favorite, I guess based on whatever criteria the player chooses. Like, if, if they want to go with a person who won because they, they want to, that's fine. Or, yeah. you know, but th- the talking head is a chance, like you said, to sway the judges. And, you know, each judge vote results in one point, which will get added to their total score at the end of the, the game.
2: Um. So say I would win poise. How many points do I get for that? And then if you two vote for another player, how many... like? is winning around more points than a secret producer point or just keep it easy in one point for everything?
3: Uh, I,
0: I think just mm, because something that I try to keep in mind with games is that not everyone is good at like the role playing part. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily wait like oh this person's really good at role playing so they end up winning even if one person like mechanically won every single round Mm.
2: yeah so maybe the mechanical win gets you two points and then or three or maybe
0: just like a per contestant like if there's four contestants winner gets four three two one
2: yeah i I like that idea and then the voting is one point in addition like so however many votes you get that's however many but yeah. Winning still puts you a little farther ahead. Yeah. Cool.
0: Oh, I think that's a
1: game.
2: That's a game, and then no, yeah. that's what
1: I call game.
0: So it's <laughs>
2: just the GM just needs to come up with like what the poise thing is, and that can be as complicated or not. But either yeah. way, you're rolling dice to see who wins it. Yeah,
0: I think Sweet. like for playtesting purposes, we'll we can do just one round of something.
2: Yeah. Um. Did we need to list off? the emotions on the spinner thing yeah
1: let's come up with those
2: how many emotions do we want
1: i mean do we just do like the seven deadly sins <laughs> <No>. <laughs> no, uh,
2: i don't think it's, i don't i, I don't know you how don't you don't necessarily
0: can... want to bring like lust into this, like, <laughs> this reality competition no. okay yeah. no fair yeah, I mean you know, we can expand on the like the full list like when I write out the thing, but yeah. maybe for our purposes come up with like four. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, happy, happy
1: sad. sad. Aww, uh-, bonded. <laughs> <laughs> uh happy sad angry. Rage, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, Man, we this are is, just
1: firing on all cylinders. This though. is
2: a fun tidbit. Also, when I was in my earlier, 20, when I was in my twenties and younger, um, I used to go out to bars, and if people would ask for my number they didn't want to give it to them, I would tell them my name was Rage, and <laughs> instead of Rage.
0: <laughs> That's good.
2: <laughs> so a lot of people would still ask for the number, but then I, yeah. But anyways, so Rage is my drunk alter ego. Um, so happy, sad, rage. And how about, ooh, ooh, what about uh, possessed? Possessed. And then you are fully possessed by a ghost. And you have to role play that. That sounds so fun. Come on,
3: please.
1: I, I, I fail to see that as an emotion, but.
2: It's because like the doll is influencing your emotions. And so, you know, it can make you extra happy, extra sad, extra angry, or it can possess you. And then you have to. Take on the alter ego of some haunted past person. Uh,
1: fear, fear. So, kind of, so we have like happy and sad; those are opposites. Then like angry and fearful. Fear
0: fearful leads to
2: anger. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. Fear. Okay, I
0: like that. Okay. I also like possessed. Maybe for like a full, but then I feel like we'd have to come up with like individual doll personalities. No, no. Just let
2: just let the role player person. Take it and run with it, yeah. you know?
0: Like, you're a weird doll now. You have a body for the first time ever. What do you do? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, that that sounds awesome. <laughs> this is, like, the stuff that I always try to get away with. <laughs> and so rarely um Well, I, I feel like I get away with it some of the time.
1: This is the point in the podcast where I typically just... Uh, give a a tired look of disapproval <laughs> and
2: stop <laughs> yeah. fighting. I know that's why I'm only looking at you, Danny. It's up to you. It's your it's your show. I, yeah, I Rachel have. Rachel is
1: very tenacious. Yeah,
0: I like because I t- I tend to have a lot of ideas. I operate under. There's no terrible ideas, and so I, I feel like that's where a lot of a lot of this is coming from. It's Like. Yeah, we'll, like, we we can make that work. We'll
2: let you determine it for when you go to play the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we could we could play test it yeah. for you.
0: For now, we we can have possessed as as a testing emotion.
2: Thanks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't need us to actually test it, but the fact that you let it be yeah. on the list yeah. really yeah. means Look, a lot I to mean,
0: me. Part of testing is out, figuring out if something will work or not. No, so. and
1: honestly, I I almost don't want to try and play it today like I want to see what I want to see what you put together and what you guys do Mm -hmm. and then we'll do like almost sort of like a like response call out play testing please yeah oh what do we name it oh right
3: oh Uh,
2: so fun
1: We need to see, Shelby is, like, this is her wheelhouse. I think she has named more games that we've made than the rest of us combined.
2: I I almost never get my name picked. Yeah,
0: I mean, the the show...
2: Pedal to the metal.
0: The the name of the show, like the reality show, is Ghost Riders. Mm. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. There's part of me that wants to, like genericize this if that's a word generalize yeah like you know strip out the specific stuff like the ghost and like the stats and like this could be like a general reality show playing game like yeah come up with stats that spell out something Mm -hmm. like here's here's different rounds here's how you decide who wins here's secret voting
2: yeah like you could you could take this probably two or three page tarchy Mm -hmm. barchy take out all the specifics and make yeah. it just a one page
0: yeah like mm-hmm. decide decide what your show is about build stats based off of the the different things go to mm-hmm.
2: thesaurus.com yeah go
0: to go to go to the source.com, go to wikipedia.org
1: go to godaddy.com to try to <laughs> buy a domain yeah <laughs> <laughs> fundraise four thousand dollars
2: and then profit yeah. yes first four steps we gave you and then uh, uh, uh success
1: i do like pedal to the metal but yeah uh... well let's look up
2: let's look up metal and see if we can find any spookier words that rhyme with metal so we need a rhyming dictionary
1: (laughs) pedal
0: to the czar are what second or third word like what's the word for like reference doc
1: things that are like dictionaries and thesauruses and stuff um My 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 first yeah reference uh, like a lexicon lexicon that's that's the word that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm.
2: The fact that I googled metal, I'm getting pedal, of course. So pedal to the pedal. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Can we pivot this to a plant based game? (laughs) I'm dubious that some of these are words. Yeah. No. Brett Hull. (laughs) Pedal to Brett Hull. (laughs) You know Brett Hull. Is there a definition for Brett Hole? No, there's not. Because that's a person, maybe.
2: <laughs> if you are Brett Hole, um, feel free to tweet at us so yeah. we know you exist.
1: Brett Hole, do you want a roommate? <laughs> 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 or this pedal to the
0: non metal.
2: <laughs>
0: you know what, RhymeZone? You're out. Yeah, RhymeZone. We're
2: going somewhere rhyme else. Zone, we are not sponsored by you. And in apologies, next time we will. Not apologize because your rhymes suck. Um, What about like some pun on the engineering or bike element? Bike fright. Bike fright. It's an approximate rhyme.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In other words, not a rhyme. I'm I'm trying to combine the words like exorcism and cyclist and I can't make it work in my head. E- exor- exor- exorcyclist?
2: Exor- c- yeah. I don't know how you spell that but and I, I need you to pronounce it slower so I can try exor- to learn.
1: Exorcyclist. So exor- E-X- e X O R C Y C.
2: Exorcyclist.
1: L- I- c- really thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank really you. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> this one's for you, Shelby.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think we got it with extra cyclists. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna beat that.
2: That's that's good stuff.
0: Okay. Uh do we wanna take a break and make characters in a spinny thing?
2: Sure. I'm I'm down. If you if you wanna take it to that, that level, I, I would love to. So
1: are we are Rachel and I gonna design characters that will be like NPCs or like played in your game or
2: I'm also happy to write an exposition if you need.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you, Ooh, y- that's that's how some... so that's how we can end the show. Like let's so let's take a break, come back, do the wheel, maybe come up with some fake characters just for fun. Yeah. Uh, we'll do some like plugs and wrap up and then as an outro Rachel can do some exposition. Yeah, cool. like the, the little opening
0: thing that they say at the beginning of
1: every like the, episode. The, the yeah. cinematic trailer yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. of uh, Exercyclist. Or like,
0: this week on Exercyclist,
1: <laughs> grand yes. finale. I love it. Sweet. All right, um, let's take a quick commercial break. When we'll, we'll come back, we'll do more extracyclist stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, Wanderers, Danny here. I hope you're enjoying this episode. It isn't very often I get to bring guests onto the show. A lot of what we do doesn't really make sense unless you're there when we make it. Fortunately, Dylan and Rachel are experienced in the art of nonsense transformation. If you like this episode, you should definitely check out playtesting. It's basically what we've been doing, taking some weird prompt, throwing ideas around, and somehow creating a game in the process. If you've found this podcast, you can probably find playtesting the same way. I trust you. And if any fans of playtesting happen to be tuning in for the first time, welcome! You've found Philadelphia's other podcast that turns random ideas into RPG content. There aren't a lot of us, but it's cool that it happened twice. Pot of Wonder has a pretty big backlog, but fortunately each season stands as its own thing. This season, Season 8, is actually a pretty good place to start. I'll also recommend Season 5, our young adult novel about wrestling in space. You've already managed to find this podcast, so just keep doing what you're doing. I trust you. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, we're live. Um, welcome back I, to, to Pod of Wonder. I I don't know why you would have left or like randomly joined this far in. Um, we are all sitting around what can only be described as the finest gaming product I've ever seen that's right a, a cardboard rectangle with a <laughs> cardboard spinner in the middle uh there are five emotions that it could uh, potentially point to we have happy sad angry afraid and possessed
1: you can join the playtesting discord to see a photo of me and danny holding it up <laughs> like our proud child uh-huh
0: hi future danny again i also posted the pictures on our twitter twitter.com slash pod of wonder be sure to like and subscribe Gross. Uh, We're going to quickly just sort of make up some characters, uh, run through a challenge and a secret ballad and the whole thing, and declare a winner of, I guess, some loser characters that we didn't explore fully.
1: So in terms of creating the character, is there, I guess there's no real, like, limitation to... Who we want to create, like in terms of like their like backstory or yeah, anything like that. Yeah,
0: I mean I've got the characters we didn't make. If you want some inspiration, but you know we only spent two minutes on these people. You are welcome to make up anything or mm-hmm. anyone and uh, assign stats to them as you please.
2: Uh, yeah, throw throw one at me.
0: Okay, we've got a sunflower who is a youthful 75 years old and wants to build a bike that stops suddenly when it thinks is appropriate for you to stop. <laughs> uh, there's Albert and Clara Ritter, a married couple who were melted together in a chocolate factory accident. Uh, their Their bike of the future is tandem unicycles. That took me a second. Um, Robin Friday, a retired soccer player who wants to build a bike that's powered by kicking ball bearings really hard. Um, Okay, I think I have a character in mind. There's Kohutek, age unknown, city unknown, who wants to build a bike that will bring about the end times, whatever that means. And there's the Boys Ranch High School Rough Riders, seven teenage boys who are allowed to participate as one contestant with 19 adults.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I'm torn between two ideas for what I want my bike to do and I'm so oh, I'm so torn.
0: Yeah, those are those are the good ones. There's some some less interesting people. So with in here. these
1: characters, are these bikes that they've already created or bikes they want to create?
0: Um, in some cases already created, some are aspirational. Okay. One one person was just an, an extremely stoned Australian man who wanted a flying bike but had no qualifications beyond running a bike shop. So strictly aspirational. Okay, I think I'm good. So I guess in Pod of Wonder fashion, I'm just going to pull up some random Wikipedia articles in order to create your challenge.
2: Cool. While we're doing this, we should add our plus one, negative one, and zero. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah. I forgot about that.
2: So it's plus one, minus one, zero, zero in apparition.
1: I believe so, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so if uh,
1: if you want to read your opening uh episode thing absolutely (laughs) so for pot of wonder listeners but not playtesting listeners rachel is our our queen of exposition
2: (laughs) due to the very haunted nature of the show the producers wish to offer this humble warning to viewers parents hide your children children watching without your parents consent run hide get away because this show is haunted by way more lurid things than the creatures hidden under your bed Now that that's out of the way, get your helmets on and get ready for ExerCyclist, the one and only show bringing you poise, engineering, design, apparitions, all in a lively way. Last week ended with heartbreak when we sent home Australian pop star, literally Kylie Minogue. She has not been heard from since, but her doll has been humming. The camera pans over to the doll, humming a classic 80s pop song. Its button eyes stare into the camera. It blinks. The camera quickly pans back to your host, who is now on a bicycle. One wheel falls off. It's a monocycle now. Riding their own bicycles onto stage are your contestants. Let's hear it for Turkbaum, Kemplin, Marjorie Cameron, John Detweiler, and Blad the Drowned Void. The crowd goes wild. The dolls slowly clap their floppy doll hands together. It's time for Exercyclist. Boo. This week, uh, also with two other contestants.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So two other contestants, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us your stats?
2: Is Is this the right place I'm supposed to be? My grandmother, Sunflower, who was a 75-year-old bike maker, uh, she asked me if I could sub in for her because she got into a biking accident for not wearing a helmet. Uh, My name's Becky Domino. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
2: I'm going to be subbing in for my grandmother on my mystery bicycle. And Becky's stats are plus one poise, zero engineering, negative one in design, Uh, apparition and zero for liveliness
1: Uh, Okay, (laughs) um, my character uh, walks up running a comb through his greasy hair and he pops the collar on his leather jacket and says oh wait I'm damp lightning (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I uh, traveled here from the uh, the past from the 1950s I built a bike that travels forward in time when it reaches 88 miles per hour hey yo (laughs) Can't travel backward, though, so I'm stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to approve my bike. Uh, I'm looking forward to figure out when you're going to die so you can go there and see your own death.
2: That sounds like a great way to solve crime.
1: Um, he has a negative one to poise, uh, a plus one to engineering, and then, yeah, the rest is zeros.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I. this is a bit unorthodox, especially the random contestant showing up mid-competition, but I do see that you are registered as a contestant. I, I guess you also traveled to six months ago before now, before coming. <laughs> nope, I
1: already said, but I can't go backwards. I'm already here. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, so we're just gonna let the, the four real contestants go off to do their thing, but uh, we have a, a course set up for the two of you if you'd like to I guess be the Random people who just showed up bracket. And it's an exhibition. Absolutely. So this course is was inspired by Ernest Joyce, a Royal Naval seaman and Arctic explorer. Uh, basically, it's like a, an ice themed obstacle course, primarily uh, focused on the uh, the traits of athleticism. Uh, at a certain point, you will be expected to uh, ret- retrofit your bike to deal with some of the the colder conditions, which will involve some engineering. So the uh, the two people who just showed up are are directed to the the top of a great hill where a uh, ski slope, like a a steep drop off covered with snow, is is laid out before you. About half of the crew seems to be uh, gathered around you, the rest focused on uh, doing what their actual job is, but you've, you've gathered a, a lively crowd of people who, I guess, don't have anything to do until later.
1: They're wondering
0: why a greaser from the 1950s is in a
1: downhill bike race with a child.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> At least she's related to a contestant, so there's, there's there's some justification for her, but the the greaser is just... It's
2: a very interesting mystery afoot so who's gonna win
0: some pre-game trash talking
2: absolutely i'm gonna have some post-game trash talking too when i win man damp
0: (laughs) damp man damp
2: Damp man
0: man. (laughs) you you wet boy (laughs) (laughs) not exactly sure how these challenges will go maybe we'll just like multiple rolls kind of a Mm -hmm. cumulative score thing we'll figure it out oh let me get some dice
2: oh yeah good idea dice I got my dice app open
0: once the the two of you are settled, a an unpaid intern stands at the starting line with a, a shirt that he seems to have borrowed from another contestant who is slightly shivering now in the cold and at the countdown of three, two, one throws up his arm, waves the shirt around, and the two of you begin to slide down the snow slopes on your your bicycles. <laughs> A perfectly safe thing that listeners should and can and should try at home. <laughs> Whoa!
2: Hey! Mystery machine is really not meant for all weather conditions. I really hope I don't hit 88 miles an hour.
0: <laughs> Extremely truncating list. Why don't we have you all make some athleticism rolls? Sure.
2: Sweet. Uh, and we're using a D6. Doing a, yeah, D6. Can I borrow one, actually, Dylan? Thanks. It'll be more. And
0: if, if you want to invoke your haunted doll, you can uh, roll twice, but also flip on the the wheel of
1: emotions. I mean, I th- feel like we'll probably only have time for one round,
3: so, so might oh, as yeah. well. I'm
2: just yeah, <laughs> rolling the <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> I rolled a one and a two.
0: Okay, so we'll, we'll give you all separate emotions for for you, Dylan. Your emotion is angry. angry. Oh man. And Rachel, your
1: emotion. Happy.
2: Oh well, that fits. Uh, and I got a three and four on my rolls.
1: It's just like hard cuts between damp, like furious, just like,
2: and then Becky just like. Da, da, da. I'm going slow and steady. Really enjoying it.
0: You, uh, with the the higher roll, Becky riding the mystery machine. Which describe the mystery machine for us.
2: So it looks. Um, it's, it's got a thicker frame, almost looks like a van made into a bike. Um, it's absolutely modeled after the Scooby Doo mystery <laughs> machine. Um, and on the front, she has like a, an orangey looking flower that she can spin um, to get different mystery component uh, tools. Like, one, if she spins it once, she can get a mi- magnifying glass from. That little.
1: This is like some wacky racer
0: shit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Spin it again. I get a little notepad. Spin it again. You get a pair of handcuffs. You you never know what's going to come out.
0: (laughs) And you you feel just a tiny porcelain hand just pushing you onward on your back (laughs) down the snow down the snowy slopes, going faster and faster, and you're so happy with it. Meanwhile, cutting back to damp. how's how's damp damp is getting angry at this snow what's happening with damp
1: yeah damp uh, i mean he is riding one of those old school like banana seat cruisers uh it has like tassels on the handlebar (laughs) it's really not built for it's not a modern bicycle it's very clearly uh outdated in this day and age uh and he's he's just saying he's like oh come on marty come on come on you you hear a, a
0: sinister but sweet childlike voice whispering in your ears, like, Knock her off the road, damp.
3: Knock her off the road and we'll win this
0: thing.
2: Becky's in front of you. She looks so unsuspecting and so pushable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yet I just can't quite seem to reach you. But so, Becky, you pull up
0: first to the section where you need to use your engineering prowess to put some snow tires. I guess you probably should have had snow tires on some ice tires. Are those real? Ice Chains. 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 Yeah. Spiked wheels. You need to put some spiked chains onto your bike to cross this icy frozen over lake. You've got just the barest head start on damp as, as comes rolling down gritted teeth, eyes trained on you.
2: Awesome. Okay, cool. So Becky is thrilled. She looks back, sees damp in the past, and she says, silly old man. And she spins her um, front doohickey uh, to look for some chains to put on. So going to roll. And is it, just so I know, is it one this time? Uh,
0: just one unless you're using the, the ghost powers.
2: Is there a limit to how many times you can ghost yeah, power? Yeah, I had that
0: same thought. Because mm-hmm.
2: I would ghost power every yeah, time. you ghost
0: power every time then, wouldn't you? Yeah.
2: Fuck it, yeah, let's do it. Yeah,
0: let's figure out what happens if you ghost power every time. Major oversight All on right. our
2: part. We got eight, and uh, can uh, you roll my. Actually,
0: yeah, maybe for at least for dice purposes, maybe like designating one die as your ghost die.
2: Yeah, so you can only do it once. Yeah,
0: but like we also like need to determine like emotional intensity.
2: Yeah, well. If we uh, wanna wanna punch that up right now, then I would have a six because I'm throwing out my two. <laughs> I can I can re-roll.
0: Yeah, maybe just roll again, designating like the which yeah your second one or your first one. Which one's your ghost die? Okay.
2: Whew. All right, rolled a hot six. I don't know if I got another one in me, but Becky is happy as hell, and she's not going to be. Statistically,
0: thwarted. you've got a one in six chance. Oh, oh no, it's, it's a one. one. But what about your ghost die?
2: Ghost die is a two. Oh man, you are feeling
0: mildly happy still. <laughs> <laughs> You're just walking oh through life.
2: Yeah, that's what it's slowing me down. Actually, that's the so I find um, my magnifying glass in there with the chains. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so great. I love everything about this. And then I look over and I see like a footprint and I just immediately forget about the chains, go over there and, and start magnifying the footprint to look at it.
0: It's a tiny, smaller than human size little footprint, maybe perhaps wearing a, a dainty little shoe.
2: Oh, and Perhaps a dainty little shoe foot wore this footprint made it. <laughs>
1: That was a sentence, yeah, tenuously so, but
0: still. She's a sentence. so
2: happy. She's subject
1: the... verb. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, your distraction has allowed Damp to catch up.
1: Yeah, he's he's just driving forward, like he's using the momentum of the downhill to, uh, you know, just uh, essentially just keep keep going. All
0: right. <laughs> a quick engineering check to fit your bike in midair as you cross
1: over the the pile <laughs> of equipment. Uh, It's a three. Three and... Oh, wait. Plus one. Plus one, four. Four. Okay. Uh, Engineering
0: plus one. Nice. Two. And you had a one.
2: Oh, yeah. I had a one, but a plus zero.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking maybe like to determine a winner, like just sort of cumulative points of what you rolled. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Okay. Narratively, once Becky actually gets moving again and the, uh, the race is back on, uh... Throw in one last challenge. All of this this pedaling is hard. It's back uphill now. The, the the ice on the lake is causing you to slip despite your spiked bike chains. Uh, let's roll for lively <coughs> to just sheer athletic prowess is going to be what
1: carries you through to the victory. Four.
2: Also four!
1: Bonded. Okay. At this, at this point, I mean, I, th- I feel like the rage is taking over and he's Tapping into the ghost powers. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Becky is just feeling...
1: Also a four. Also a four.
2: Super happy. Oh, shit. You doing ghosty no, no. again?
0: Retroactive ghost power usage? Go yeah,
2: absolutely. Ghost power is the most fun. Ghost power three?
0: It's a three.
2: Hey, I'm happy now. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. We switched. The
0: emotions have switched.
2: Yeah, it's like when when our bikes went through the air. It was like a
1: Freaky Friday.
0: Yeah,
2: Freaky Friday. Uh, Suddenly, I feel like I have an appreciation for hitting record machines to make them play. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) this makes no sense. Suddenly, my world is turned about. I I I feel an emotion I've never felt before.
1: Suddenly, I have a desire to put people in jail for grisly murders. Or whatever child detectives do. <laughs> probably
0: not solve grizzly murders. No, but... probably not.
1: I think when Becky Domino was originated, I think it was like petty theft. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a teenager, so she'll not... But she'll... I don't like to limit myself, you know? I just... Right now, I just can't even think clearly. I just want to get to the end of this stupid race. I'm so fucking cold.
0: And it is at the finish line with the cumulative... Dice roll totals added up. Your winner of the monocycle round is
1: Damp Lightning. He, uh, he hits his elbow uh, into Marty and it starts playing uh, Rock Around the Clock. <laughs> doll clap, doll clap, doll
0: clap, <laughs> doll Becky clap. Becky
2: kicks the back wheel of her tire and it, it hurts her foot and she's just feeling mad. <laughs>
0: So as the, the last place contestant, Becky, you get a confessional moment, your last chance to sway the judges before the secret voting round. What do you have to say?
2: So, I do have to confess, Sunflower was not my real grandmother.
3: <gasps>
2: However, I was told that one of the contestants was my biological grandmother and so I came here to discover the mystery only to find out that all the contestants were gone except this guy Damp from the <laughs> 1950s and uh maybe he's my grandfather there but is if a certain
1: resemblance between you
2: Damp if you're from the 1950s and you're here now do you did you already have a kid
1: a gentleman never tells
2: if he doesn't have a kid in the 1950s I might not exist anymore please vote for me to keep me alive <laughs>
0: The the shadow jury will take that into consideration <laughs> as we make our votes
1: as we recess to our chambers.
0: I, I guess for the sake of speed, just like a three count and point to who you think should win, self included.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, one, two, three. We're all pointing at Rachel, except for Rachel, who's pointing at me. I just
2: felt bad. Bad voting for myself. <laughs> no, you.
1: You know, you, you know, you you did better than me in role play. <laughs> <laughs> All of, all of my creativity was in my character myself, and not so much in how I'm playing him.
0: <laughs> okay, and that is one additional vo- vote point? Voint? A vote point. A vote A point. point. Voint. Yeah, one point for Damp, two points for Becky, and if this competition continued, those would get factored into the final scores at the end of the game, but... Quick math. No, you did roll that one. That's not going to help you. Damp is still the winner! Hey! hey!
2: It's okay. Becky slowly starts to like flicker in (laughs) opacity uh, and uh, she just flickers and then you don't see her anymore and she's gone.
1: Kitty the cat walks up and grabs your magnifying glass and staring into the future meows in a way that conveys I will pick up this mystery.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Kitty the cat has never let me down before.
0: This is this is just a treat for listeners of both podcasts for
1: Becky to get killed off <laughs> in another show. I didn't intend to kill off Becky.
2: It's okay. You don't know for sure that she was killed off. Yeah, that's um, true.
0: Could, Becky, could just be lost in time?
2: And 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 Becky is, I feel like, resourceful. So yeah, she will go back to the 1950s and be her own grandfather. Maybe
1: knows? <laughs> a uh, a Futurama style uh, time paradox.
2: Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
1: All right, and that concludes this
0: game-making playtesting episode of Pod of Wonder. Dylan, Rachel, one last chance.
1: Plug yourselves, plug your show. Um, yeah, I mean, from a official playtesting perspective, you can find us on any podcatcher of your choice. It's just called playtesting. Uh, but you can also find us on uh Twitter and Instagram at uh playtesting pod. Uh we put out episodes previously monthly but we are on sort of a a lighter load this year just due to life changes for all of us so we will hopefully have an episode coming out uh, at some point this summer um but uh if you want you can follow me on twitter and instagram at, at DilboSquizGar. i don't really use either of them very much anymore i've been on an indefinite social media hiatus and it feels very good rachel
2: uh and my name is rachel thank you for listening to me uh, fuck around for the past however long this was uh and i have a twitter and i have an instagram and i have a discord but i don't know any of the handles off the top of my head so you you, you know if you solve that mystery feel free to follow me otherwise don't follow me it's creepy bye S-
0: stay tuned to the playtesting podcast we might do a game breaking on this game that we made later but for now goodbye thanks for listening
2: <laughs> happy leo season
0: I don't know how to end podcasts. No one does. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Pod of Wonder. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod of Wonder. You can email us at podofwonder at gmail.com. And you can buy some shirts and stickers and other merch at society6.com slash podofwonder. Danny can be found on Twitter at DannyPlaysRPGs and you can find the games Danny makes at DannyMakesRPGs.itch.io You can find Morgan on Twitter at Morgan underscore the underscore underscore and on Instagram at MorganTheFey with no underscores Fay spelled F-A-E in both cases. Mike and Maria are not on social media like sensible people. Our opening theme is Opening by Kumiku. And our closing theme is Bike Ride With You by Ryan Anderson. See you next ride, wanderers.